Tony Harrison, poet and playwright, was born in Leeds and lives in Newcastle. His poem, Derham, written in 1970, starts playfully. Derham, St Cuthbert's Shrine, founded 999. Imagining the date when Cuthbert was placed in his shrine as the emergency service telephone number immediately sets the tone of protest against what the poet views as totalitarian authority in which the city is reduced to a conflation of institutions. The poem concludes. As we pull out of the station through the dusk and fog, there, lighting up, is Durham, dog, chasing its own cropped tail. University. Cathedral. Jail. Norfolk-born crime writer Alan Hunter set his detective inspector George Gently novels in East Anglia. Northeast-born writer Peter Flannery adapted them for television, choosing to place George Gently in Durham. Many an episode features the view from the front of Durham Prison, east to west across the city skyline. Infamous inmates of the prison include Marianne Cotton. Her life as told by David Wilson in Marianne Cotton, Britain's first female serial colour, was the basis for the television drama Dark Angel, with Cotton played by Joanne Froggart of Downton Abbey fame. Cotton was born and lived in and around County Durham in the 19th century, killing her victims with arsenic tea. In 1873, she was convicted, hanged and buried within the walls of Durham Prison. Eerily, during renovations in the 1990s, her bones were found. They were then cremated. Beamish Museum in County Durham has her teapot, and inevitably there is a nursery rhyme. Sing, sing, oh what should I sing? Mary Ann Cotton, she's tied up with string. Where, where? Up in the air, selling black puddings, a penny a pair. A more recent crime that took place in Durham was the theft of a rare first folio of William Shakespeare, published in 1623. In December 1998, several books and manuscripts were stolen from Durham University. Among them was a first edition volume of the old English poem Beowulf, a fragment of a poem by Geoffrey Chaucer, and the first folio. The folio turned up ten years later in Washington, D.C., being presented to the Folger Shakespeare Library by a man who said he had come across it in Cuba. It turned out the man was from County Durham and he was found guilty of handling stolen goods, though not of the theft itself. Old Elvet, an elegant street that starts near the prison, links Durham to the pre-Raphaelite movement and women's suffrage. Number 29 is the birthplace of Violet Hunt, granddaughter of James Rain and daughter of Margaret Rainhunt, who married the artist Alfred William Hunt in 1861. The Hunts lived in Durham for a while, after which they settled in London, initially renting a house from their friend William Holman Hunt, a founding member of the Pre-Raphaelite Brotherhood in 1848, an art movement that rebelled against contemporary establishment ideals, taking inspiration from medieval and Renaissance imagery combined with naturalism. Political activism was part of Violet's family ecology. She inherited her mother's commitment to women's suffrage and later founded and supported the Women's Writers' Suffrage League. In 1921, she co-founded PEN with Catherine Amy Dawson-Scott, which has grown into an international organisation championing freedom of expression through the written word.
Violet's novels explore roots of resistance to the constraints placed on women by late 19th and early 20th century society. She was published in the literary reviews of the day and widely admired by her contemporaries, including Henry James, Rebecca West and D. H. Lawrence, who said of her, I rather like her, she's a real assassin. A young Oscar Wilde called her the sweetest violet in England. Hunt never married, though had several relationships, which included Somerset Maugham and Ford Maddock Fox, at the time Ford Herman Hoofer. Hoofer and Hunt underwent a marriage ceremony abroad, which caused a scandal and was not recognised, as Hoofer's wife refused to divorce him. By 1918, Violet Hunt and Hoofer were estranged. Hoofer based his feisty character Sylvia Tiens in Parade's End on Violet. Hunt died in 1942. Her obituary in the Times noted that artistically, certain types, especially of disagreeable, worldly women, she drew with extreme skill, and concluded that personally, kindness of heart and feeling for the troubles of others lay behind her often acid speeches. In her autobiography, Hunt said of herself, I have to live always in the boiling middle of things, or to mix metaphors, in a world of thin ice and broken eggs that will never make an omelette. It seems to be my fate to be always up against people who prefer solvency to sentiment and porkiness to passion. <laughs>